All right, guys, we've all been there. It's client feedback time. You're sitting in the cozy confines of your edit suite, and then all of a sudden you're thrust into the messy world of rendering, encoding, uploading to Dropbox, and emailing the clients. It's crazy. That is until today. The Whipster review panel for Adobe Premiere Pro lets you send your edit to your clients without leaving Premiere. Whipster does all the encoding, uploading, sharing, and collating of feedback behind the scenes. Sit back and relax as the comments appear directly in your Premiere Pro timeline as markers. It's seamless, smooth, and speedy. It's a revolution in collaboration. To find out more and to install the review panel, head to whipster.com. So check it out. It's the Whipster review panel for Premiere Pro at whipster.com. Welcome to The Cutting Room, the official podcast of AOTG.com, and we're continuing our NAB coverage with an interview with Bryce Button from AJA. The room we recorded in had a bit of a fan in the background and a bit of other noise. You can hear some music at some points. So I've done my best to remove it and a bit of the echo because the room was all hard surfaces. So if you hear a bit of that, I apologize for that. But in the meantime, we're going to continue posting uh, interviews. we got a bunch coming right after this one. I'm going to be working on the Shutterstock interview. And then after that, we're going to have more from Adobe Audition. We have stuff coming from Killer Tracks, among many other companies that we sat down and interviewed. So there's more and more coming. But in the meantime, here's my interview with Bryce Button. So what we're offering with UTAP is kind of along the lines, you know, we've had the TTAP before, which is Thunderbolt. Uh, yeah, and you have one of those. So you're familiar with it. In yeah. this case, these are USB 3 based. It's for capture. And SDI, in the case of the SDI unit, you've got an output which is looping, right? Yeah. So they basically capture the devices and the same thing with HDMI. Why would you want them? Well, you want them for a number of reasons. They're bus powered, real easy to throw in your pocket again, not worry about having to carry a bunch of power supplies. But they also work and appear to the OS much like a webcam because they're utilizing UAC and UVC, which is uh, you know universal audio class and universal video class. And that's great because now you can actually plug in a proper professional camera, which in the case of some of these large corporate events is a big deal. Yeah. Sticking your cheap little iPhone web camera on there is not going to cut it. Uh, which also gives you all the optical capabilities. And that's what people often miss is like, well, I got a, yes, you've got a wide angle lens that's getting smudged with a fingerprint on it. That's not going to do it for this room. Yeah. So you can hook up a camcorder for the HDMI version, would be typical. SDI, of course, means you're generally bumping up to a higher end camera. Uh, and away you go. Like it really couldn't be much simpler. So, in terms of the key user case uh, stuff we see there is because it'll work due to that UAC and UVC capability with things out of the box like Skype and yeah. Ustream or what have you, away you go. So it can be easier, can be cheaper, can be more practical. Well, that's what excited me, particularly the Ustream or YouTube's streaming system. You can just go right up full quality. Or and That's the point, is that we're, we're trying to up your picture quality for you, which if you want to be you know, a little better than the security camera, just hanging down the street that's been there for 15 years, this is the way to go. So with Hilo, different kind of purpose, because these guys obviously require a laptop, they're expecting you to go into that type of software that's going to serve it. With something like Hilo, this is a combined device in the sense that it's able to record and stream. Uh, Step up on some of the competition that's 
out there, has been out there, is the fact that it has both HDMI and SDI in the same unit. One of the hallmarks of HDA products for years and years, whether it's uh, Keypro, Ultras, what have you, is we've always had live spigots. Many manufacturers, you'll have the spigots, but you have to go from the one mode to the other to use the other. Yeah. Ours are always all live all the time. So you have that again in this device. And we've done the similar thing in terms of its internals. So you can record and stream at the same time, yeah. and you can in fact configure those separately. So you might go, all right, since I can record to a USB drive or I can record to network storage or my SD card, that's local. I'm not worried about the bandwidth of the connection I happen to have to the internet right now. So I'll go full out for the 20 uh, megabits per second. Yeah. Very nice looking HD64 file all the way up to 1080 60p. And now, because when during the talk, and I don't know if I misheard this, but it sounded like you can just go right out to a drive. You don't need a computer or anything. You Correct. Because you can just plug in here. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, when it comes to the streaming, you may be at a typical live facility mm -hmm. and you're not the only guy trying to stream. Yeah. So in that case, you're probably down to maybe two to five megabits per second, yeah. if you're lucky. So you can set that separate stream, right, mm -hmm. at that different uh, bandwidth and compression level. And it'll handle both at the same time. So you effectively have two devices in one box this way. The other nice thing is most AJA products today, above anything really small, has effectively got a Linux web server built in. And that allows us to configure and everything else. So that's why you have the mini USB up here. So you can come in here and you can actually set that CDN information or even just the software for the device by itself or across the LAN, yeah. you could have set it because you'll get a web browser interface where you can go in and plug that info in. Well, that's great. If I'm going to fly off from Denver to LA, which I do fairly regularly, and I need to arrive at the event and just plug in and go, I would preset that CDN info, right? Yeah. Which is, of course, your IP info, your account password, that type of thing for your YouTube account. So when I arrive on site, hit stream, it's going, as long as I'm connected into, of course, a network. And that's just a LAN connection. So in most places when you've got a more stable environment, maybe it's a house of worship, maybe it's a stadium you shoot in all the time, I would just go you know, Ethernet in. If I'm somewhere else where I need wireless, I would just obviously go into an Apple airport or whatever the heck it is I need to do the broadcasting. So, Really simple, and you can tell by the weight, it's oh, really wow, light. <laughs> yeah, you weren't expecting that, were you? Expecting yeah. Wow. And how does, like, because one of the things I, we encountered when doing live stuff was always, like, we could have a great setup, but then it's always up to whoever's controlling the pipelines, essentially. Yes. But, so do you guys make any adjustments in, in your... System. Yes, so you can set that because what you'll be doing is you'll be trying to match your encoding level. Your encoding is H.264 just in terms of file type, yeah. but you, you would be choosing the level of compression and checking it out yeah. to see what the heck you're getting separately again because you're almost certainly going to keep recording the local files yeah. at the highest res you can because in the event of a failure or whatever backup, you want those files, those H.264 files to be decent. But then that way you would dial yourself up down 
based upon the type of pipe you seem to be getting. That's always been our issue whenever we stream. It's like depending on the time of day and who, what company we're streaming company we're dealing yeah. with. And so there's a lot of things you can test there, you know, as, as part of this whole move with these types of devices, with LAN connectivity, uh, we introduced software a little earlier this year called eMini Setup, uh, with Mini Connect originally, where we're using a single Mini Converter to control multiples, but through the LAN. Uh, that type of pinging that you can do, well, of course, you can always time these pings as well. Uh, it'll give you a sense of how bad your network really is. Um, but yeah, so you, there's going to be a fair amount of flexibility through the software that you would utilize to set it up. So if you were really worried about that, yeah. uh, it would be smart to still take a laptop with you for the initial setup, because mm -hmm. you may want to change that type of setting a little differently to what you thought you were going to get when you got on that plane. Yeah. But that's no big deal. Once it's done, unplug it from the computer and go. It's fantastic. Yeah, and actually, you know, Take that a step further with this guy, which is a live event camera again, 4K. The software we talked about this morning was Robo Control for it, yeah. which allows you to do basic HD extraction from that 4K. Uh, you could be going from here to the receiver, which has got an HDMI output. Plug that into this guy, and you're streaming everything off him live. There's building blocks here, mix yes, and match. Yeah. You want a beautiful 4K playback? <laughs> Check the Keeper Ultra. They can all interconnect. And there was also the Kona card. That you yeah. yeah, the Beast. So this is Kona IP. And what it's all about is simply acknowledging that uh, there's no choice. The industry is moving forward, whether you like it or not, into IP workflows. So the point was, how do we help people get there in a way that is as comfortable as possible? Obviously, IP has been utilized for a long, long time already for delivery. Anything you watch, or Chromecast, or what have you, it's basically IP delivery. The issue has been getting from the production side up to there. So this kind of initiative is to help people move through this as comfortably as possible. It's a Kona card. It's the same concept as when you plug in a Kona 4 or a Kona 3G, our LHIs, what have you. Yeah. People have been working with those cars for a decade. And the same drivers, when it comes to the retail side, will be driving this card. And therefore, we were able to announce earlier today, you know, when you were there, that Adobe, Avid, all these companies are on board. Because for the person doing the creative work, they don't really need to feel terrified of yet another technology coming along. They're just going to plug in an Ethernet cable as opposed to an SDI cable. Yeah. That's the way it should feel to them. As time moves forward, though, the possibilities really start expanding. Yeah. Because once you're into IP, you can move way beyond just standard video and audio. And you can be adding metadata and subtracting metadata, and it gets pretty wild and exciting. So that's terrifying for people as well. So. From our perspective, it was important to have a card that has drivers that people are comfortable with, they're used to using, but at the same time ensure that we're part of alliances that take the industry forward because it's all going to be about interop. Once you're on into IP, you're connected to everything. So is that going to work or not? Well, it's certainly not going to work 
especially between vendors in the professional video space, if there aren't some standards. The signal's gonna get somewhere and it's gonna go, I don't know what to do with this data. So from a creative's point of view, why does this kind of workflow matter? It means you can be remote. You can literally be hooked in from a camera in Studio A and three cities down. And in effectively real time, editing, capturing, or even playing back for them. You know, like I was on the Larry Jordan show earlier, and he's asking these questions, why do I need this? And they'll chuck my equipment away. And I was kind of having to tell him, well, yes, Larry, actually you are going to land up throwing your equipment away. For many of us, we've been through that many times. Yeah, I was going to say. But the reality this time is it matters. Yeah. And the reason it matters is everything to do with creative possibilities that exist down the road for the delivery mediums that can utilize IP to the actual cost of production, etc. So make it as simple as this, and I think maybe the easiest way to think of it. The only reason we haven't all thrown our TV sets away already, you've got an iPad, you can watch your TV program that was produced by NBC last week, episode 15 or whatever. You've time shifted anyway. That's yeah. not important to you. What's important to you when it comes to live stuff is sports, concerts, and the news. That's where all the money is. And the money's there because it's live and it matters to people. Well, you have any idea how much it costs to send a crew around the world and from game to game and how many people are physically involved in that? You know, a typical NFL game, you're talking 300 employees on the ground. So now what you can do is that remote truck can still go out. The 20 cameramen can still go out. Everybody else, from technical directors to the graphic artists, etc., doesn't ever have to get on a plane because this is real-time IP technology connecting them already. So you no longer do that. You take the expansion of college sports where you've got one guy who's handling games happening across three, four different time zones. He can stay still. It doesn't have to be in New York and LA and Cleveland at the same time. So that's the type of practical impact this is going to have. And it's massive. So again, we brought it out. It's got to have two giggy uh, ports, simple connectivity, use third-party SFPs. We're not saying you've got to buy something special from us. This stuff's been out there for a long time. What matters to you is wherever you work and you're going to want to see what the heck's coming down your pipe, whether you're generating it or receiving it. That's the other great thing. You can be generating and receiving. It could be multiple channels yeah. if you're going one direction or the other. Just plug it into your monitor, off you go. So for today, your image is uncompressed. That's wonderful. If you find that you need to move into higher, higher resolutions, well, you don't necessarily have to throw the device away because it's likely that compression will take care of that. And that's why it's important that we do things in a standardized manner so that we can be in the same standards as the next provider of your piece of equipment that you happen to want. So that's why we're part of AIMS. You know, we're part of all the current groups that are out there for IP. And we're basically going to try and implement as much as possible a unified way of doing this with all the other partners. Because it's all about the interoperability. Yeah. Standalone, I could just buy two of these, plug in Ethernet cable from A to Z and not worry about it anyone else. But as you interoperate with anybody, you know, the bigger universe, 
there needs to be uh, shared protocols, shared standards. When does all this stuff become available and, and what are the costs? So you can order today. Yeah. So all of them are available for order today. And in terms of giving you a sense of availability, um, Hilo will be available soon. Okay. Uh, looking early summer, basically. Uh, the UTAPs will be available next month. Um, Kona IP will be available next month. I have one last question that I'd like to ask everyone because it's so crazy here. What are you going to do to relax when you're done? Physically? Yeah. I'm actually going to st stay in Vegas, although it sounds crazy. Because <laughs> I don't want to pack my suitcase on, on Thursday night. And uh, I'm just going to hang out in town with my girlfriend. So that was my interview with Bryce. I want to thank AJA and Bryce for such a great time. They were very generous with their time. They had a great press event. So thanks to everything they did for us. And of course, if you have any questions, you can email us info at aotg.com. I'm your host, Gordon Burkell. Thanks for listening.